It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Been waiting to get this bloke on the line for quite some time. The, brief, the breakfast boys have owned him, uh, but not now. We've got him today. He's uh, all black number 935, black cap uh, one day international number 76. T20 player, number 11. Yes, he played in the inaugural uh, T20 match way back in those days at, at Eden Park uh, in retro gear. Jeff Wilson, the golden one. Goldie, good morning to you. Morning, Smithy. Yep, they're still trying to find the ball on that roof at Eden Park in that inaugural <laughs> T20 that Ricky Ponting had <laughs> off me. It was a good shot. It was a good shot. Oh, you're unlucky. Uh, it was. It was just. You know. It was lying in neck. He just got lucky. He just got lucky, mate. Don't worry about that. I'm pretty sure it was in his arc. I think it was in his arc, mate. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he's got a bigger arc than most. Hey, hey, uh, Jeff. Great to speak to you this morning. Uh, uh, not quite the eve of uh, a Bledisloe Cup match, but it's uh, first of all, it's in a good time zone, isn't it, for us? Six o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and afternoon rugby in, in Australia. I think for the first time since Michael Broyle punched Frank Frank Bunce. There you go. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's taken a while to get here, right? I mean, we've we finally yep. got some agreement, but and we finally got on a plane, which we needed to do. We got some security. I tell you what, I can't wait for it now. And I'm so much intrigued because when you leave as much experience at home that we've left, obviously for uh, impending um, babies that are due, then all of a sudden, and the circumstances, of course, around COVID, this is um, this is fascinating to 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 hear. Not only the All Black side. Um, Ian Foster and Grant Fox and his team are going to put out there, but how they're going to perform. And, and the last time they were in Perth, they got um, they got trounced. But I think there was a bit of perspective in that one. People forget that Scott Barrett was sent off pretty early in that game. Um, mm. And and uh, and look, they played fantastically well, the Wallabies. But reality was, we were down to fourteen men. So this is this is a great uh, this is great given the fact there's been some ammunition flying from across the Tasman. Okay, so before we get on to uh, what you expect out of this team this afternoon, what we have learnt since the last time uh, the All Blacks played at Eden Park seems like forever ago, they have now locked into this coaching structure for um, you know the next few years until the end of the World Cup. Uh, your feelings on the fact that they've now got some surety about that? Well, that's the first thing they needed to get was some surety, some, some security for the coaches, the fact that they can go about their business, given they were going to embark on a... 14-week tour um, that is going to be incredibly challenging. But that's they understand that that's the business that they're in. They know they have to adapt. And look, I know when you get on tour together, that can bring you closer. This is going to be a lot of each other for a long time. So I think the coaches not having to be concerned about um, other matters and other matters are what are we going to be doing at the start of 2022 means that they can get on with the things they're putting in place and their plans. And But they've still got to perform. They've still got to go out there and and, and do their job and play well. Um, find out some things about 
some other players about themselves, and they've got to start building towards 2023. This is a huge, huge uh, end of year for you, must think. I mean, rugby championship on the line. We've got test matches overseas, including playing against France uh, in in Paris. I think this is uh, this is huge for Ian Foster to actually. If he has a successful last three months in 2021, everyone will unanimously be behind him going forward. Right, let's uh, look at um, this afternoon's team naming. And, and, you know, when when you're coaching or playing in a team over a period of time, you are going to have to do without key players. You're going to have to do about without areas of leadership and find some. So what what are you expecting in the make-up this afternoon, particularly in, in areas, say, let's, let's start with halfback. Uh, who do you think they'll start at halfback? Well, this is, um, this is probably the hardest one. When I sat down and I started thinking about, like, who's there, who's available, um, where does everyone sit right now? And, and this will give us a real true indication about how they are feeling about TJ Peronata and the impact he's going to have with the All Blacks going forward because former both Brad Weber and Finlay Christie has been very, very good. They have not let the All Black jersey down. They are way more similar to Aaron Smith than TJ Peronata. So it's which direction do they go? I, I would like to think that Brad Weber has done everything that's been asked of him, has been very, very good, and deserves the opportunity to play the way the All Blacks have wanted to play and play with tempo, play great support lines, He's as fit as anybody out there. Um, his pass is not quite as good as Aaron Smith's, but it's not too far behind. So for me, him getting that opportunity first um, in this Test match, uh, and TJ coming off the bench, a role that he knows in- incredibly well, that would be my... My gut instinct in terms of them rewarding guys who have done the job in the jersey before. And TJ's only really just scratching the surface we're getting back to this level of rugby. Jeff, one of the interesting areas uh, also, which is uh, an area akin to your thoughts, I'm sure, is the back three. Now, uh, in terms of um, five test matches I think we've played, I don't think we've had the same back three combination. I may well be wrong there, but I don't think so. Uh, when it comes to the likes of Jordan popping in, Geordie Barrett off the bench, uh, Damian McKenzie at fullback, w- what are you expecting there with the players I've got available to them uh, to choose this afternoon? What combo would you like to see? What I, w- what I would like to see, um, I think what we need to see is Geordie Barrett get another opportunity at fullback. Uh, he did probably play as well as he would have liked to against Fiji when he uh, he played there. He sort of just didn't have the soft touches that Damien McKenzie offers you, but allowing Damien to have his impact off the bench. Look, the Bledisloe Cup's in the bag. The Rugby Championship is important, but I look at it and go, you know what? Um, I think we just keep Sevu Reese on one wing. Um, now, I, look, I think he's playing outstanding rugby. He is well and truly um, at the top of his game. His defence is very, very good. Um, he's dangerous every time he gets the ball. Uh, he's unique to our back line. And on the other wing, it's sort of one of those, I think we need to keep developing Will Jordan. I think we need to keep giving him um, playing opportunities. Uh, look, he is a special player. Um, he's one, another one of those guys that's come into the All Blacks. He knows how to score tries. He's got he's conditioned well. He's right place, right time. Um, and there's no substitute for out-and-out speed. I'm not saying he's our number one left wing. I really do think Rico Iwani, um has proven just in those short little um time we've seen there on the left wing, he's, he just looks great. You know, uh, he's, he's easily back uh, to his best there. But I'd like to see Jordan and Geordie get another opportunity because they're going to need to get some more test matches under their belt. 
Um, and with no, uh, with Bowden Barrett obviously going to play at 10, um, I think there's always a danger when you start with your backup first five at fullback. I think that's always an issue, and I always thought that with Bowden Barrett and Richie Mwonga playing together, just in terms of that shifting and having to reshuffle when you make some changes. So I like that impact on sort of like for like on the bench. So Jordy Barrett is the one for me, though, who's really, after being so, so good in Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, he needs to find a big performance. He needs to find a, you know what, I'm a viable option. I can do some of those things that Damien McKenzie is doing the job for you right now. Yeah. OK, well, uh, let's look at his brother then, who's been given carte blanche in the Tangiers. He's, he's, he's been acknowledged in, in this initial group anyway as the only number 10, although... Uh, if something happened, of course, you've got uh, the backup there of McKenzie. So Bowden getting uh, um, the reins, really, the, the chance to control things again. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts as, as much as my own in this regard, is, is that what, what the next five weeks is going to mean for Bowden Barrett. And whether or not you know you can expect him to play every game at 10, I think you can. Um, if, if Richie Mwonga doesn't end up being in Australia, and if, if he's able to do that, uh, Bowden, then our expectations are that we'll see him back at his very, very best. Um, look, I just don't think he's had the opportunity to date. Uh, he has now got the reins back in the team. He's going to have to um, have more leadership responsibility. That's been made quite clear from Ian Foster. Um, he's named that leadership group uh, with, with Brody Retellick and, of course, Captain Artie Sarvia. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see exactly how quickly he steps up and says it's mine again. As when does that happen? Mm. Does it happen from minute one? Because I don't think we can, I don't think we can underestimate this guy is, is one of the best and most talented footballers we've ever had. That's had huge, impactful performances for the All Blacks. There is, there has from time to time there has been, you know, I think uh, some frustration from him because, you know, he, he wants to be at first five. You can tell even when he's interviewed right now is the fact that he's he's okay. It's great. I'm, I'm back in the team jersey. I, I want to play here and prove that that's where I'm at my very, very best. So. Uh, I mean, what what impact do you think he's going to have? Does he change things for the All Blacks? Because I think in some ways he certainly does um, in, in the way that he plays the game. Well, I think in a weird kind of a way, Jeff, he needs to find a base again. I, I know that's saying something. You think he's been around for such a long time and he's been World Rugby Player of the Year on a couple of occasions. And as you say, he's been an incredible match winner, game turner for uh, for the All Blacks. But, you know, he's been at the Hurricanes, he's been at the Blues, he's been to Japan, he comes back to the All Blacks, he, he starts, he comes off the bench. It's, a, it's like you, know, you, you look at him and you think he's, he's like a new boy trying to find his way again. And, and I, I just think that this, this concerted little period in that jersey might just fix that problem. Yeah, that's interesting you say that, because it, it does seem to be there's a lot going on with him. There's a lot happening. Mm. Now, everything seems to be happening around him and and... In some ways, that's probably added some pressure to him. He's a guy that understands pressure, though, um, and mm-hmm. he's certainly made some big decisions, and moving to Auckland is one of those, um, taking his time and going to Japan and, and, and taking his financial sabbatical over there. Look, you can't argue with that when, when certainly you know, you're wanting to support your family and look for a different experience. And you're right, sort of right now, what we'd like to think is that we're going to have Ben Barrett, and the Blues have got him next year, um, for this new Super Rugby Pacific, you'd like to see now for the next two years, his focus well and truly is going on and we're helping the All Blacks go and win a Rugby World Cup. Because what we have seen is that's what it takes. That's what it took for us to win in 2011. That's what it took in 2015. 
needed to be needed to be some key people, 100 percent um, obsessive and and so passionate about it that they drive that culture and they drive um, that team towards their goal. And you know, I, I uh, we didn't quite we didn't quite get it all right at the last Rugby World Cup. I don't know if we were that far away, but you know, the next um, five weeks with South Africa on the horizon, this this is well and truly. Um, his his huge opportunity to change, I think, is the narrative right now that Richie Moanga is our first choice, first five. What are you, uh, you know, Dave Rennie? What what are you expecting now? And I think he's been gritting his teeth, and and you know, there's been some grumpiness and some of his uh, comments in between test matches. Um, I, I just wonder. I think he was probably a little bit uh, shocked by the fact that they were trounced by as much as they were second time around. Uh, what are you expecting now with, with his troops in Perth? Bear, um, bearing in mind, as you said, uh, they have got that uh, memory of last year winning against the All Blacks. Um, <clears throat> I think he'll be starting to get um, a little bit frustrated uh, by the fact that they are, for periods of games, competitive. They can put pressure on the All Blacks. The question mark is whether or not they, in reality, can go out and beat the All Blacks at their own game one of the few teams that has the right skill set. Um, they can bring a level of physicality, can bring a level of pressure. Um, uh, there are areas of their game which uh, they are certainly getting parity at, and they've got some, some highly skilled, and, and they've got great leadership uh, in, in terms of Michael Hooper. Like, I couldn't be more impressed with what he's shown in a beaten team against the All Blacks. Um, this test match is probably about them more than the All Blacks. I mean, I think the All Blacks have got some momentum. When they're playing with confidence, all of a sudden you start thinking, well, you know, I, I see some consistency in the way they've built through the season. Wallabies are the team that are seriously under pressure. Um, so many expectations. Doing a lot of talking right now um, uh, in terms of uh, what, what they think that their role should be in, in um, uh, the Pacific Rim and, and, and their game. But you have to back that up with performances. And last year they drew with Argentina twice, I think, uh, if memory um, serves me right, in the rugby championship. Mm. They certainly um, haven't, haven't made them out to be uh, you know, anything more than that right now because uh, they've been well and truly um, beaten by the All Blacks. And if we think about their performances against the France side, which wasn't their top team, they've been very good in the Six Nations. It was sort of a, a, a B-plus side that went over there and they only just scraped past them. So I've got massive... Massive strides they need to make if they're going to be uh, competitive on a consistent basis. And particularly now they're at home and their fans will expect um, them to step up. And they're coming up against an all-black team with confidence, a Springbok team, which has just beaten the British and Irish Lions and have won two on the bounce against Argentina. And um, they've got a tough, tough few weeks ahead of them and they need to step up. Jeff Wilson, as always, uh, a pleasure talking to you uh, about um, a number of things we didn't even got on to. Uh, the Black Caps uh, in Bangladesh, that'll be for next time. Uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91